Disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as facts. Nothing that is said about any person, organization, gaming company, or sport topic in general should be taken as facts, as well as any talk about any political, religious, or medical topics. As for medical topics at all times, you should speak to a licensed medical professional before any opinion is considered. Everything that is said on this podcast is opinion-based only. Viewers and listeners' discretion is advised. Welcome to the Dr. VTech Show. This podcast is a long-form conversation hosted by Dr. VTAC with the top guests in the world of esports. All from owners, pros, semi-pros, former pros, and content creators of many games. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. VTAC show. Hope everybody's doing good. <clears throat> it's been a while, but now we're back in action. So guys, we got a special guest. This guy's a content creator, a former competitive player for Rainbow Six Siege. He's phenomenal. He streams. He plays very, very good. This guy is brutal. I tell you, he's tough. So guys, let's give a big welcome to Shock. How you doing, Shock? What's up, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Good, good, man. So, what you been up to these days? What's what's uh what's in your calendar? What's what you been up to? Man, well, you know, like I was grinding siege, playing like ten hours a day for years, but you know, with with the state of siege, I've kind of switched my content up, and I've been trying to expand into other FPS games, trying to like grow my name into, you know. Uh-huh a bigger niche try to be known more as like a fps gamer and less like a siege gamer so i've been trying to expand my content into the finals recently i want to tell you what that that game the finals is is freaking good it's awesome man and the best part is it's free <laughs> yeah it's it's a free game but i i like that is very competitive is you know it's one of those games that you play and it goes straight to the straight to, to the, the action yep. yeah straight to the action that's it you're just you, you know because i try to get into apex because i i see finals a little bit like apex but it takes all that bull crap away you know this like okay we're gonna put you in the arena you're gonna just boom start shooting oh yeah with apex you gotta run and find that the enemy team and try to get to them and etc but on on the finals is more like you know straight straight to the grind you know it just goes it goes fast and it's it's actually really fun now do you heard anything if that game they're gonna have a competitive league into it or or, or not or what's going on with that well i did hear one of my friends say that the developers came out and made a statement saying that they're really not focusing on esports and they're trying to really just focus on the fun side of the game and make it, you know, appeal to as many people as possible. Just just make sure the game is fun. Um, so I think the developers' mindsets kind of might be that if we if we take the game in the direction of esports, it could start to get, you know, overbalanced and the game could just become less fun for your casual player because of it. So I think as of right now, they're they're mostly you know focusing on the casual player base and I haven't really heard them say anything on a competitive scene, sadly. But you know, I'm I'm definitely ready to play competitive for that game. I'm actually like really hoping that there is going to be a competitive scene. 
I mean, to me, like, I just don't see how they wouldn't add a comp scene, considering that the game's lore is essentially you're playing in like a VR arena for like an audience in like a tournament, you know, yeah, uh, I noticed that format. So it makes sense that you you would you would have a competitive scene because the entire game's premise is basically you in VR playing a competitive game. You know what I mean? So I feel right. like it's a it's a clear, you know, step in the right direction for them, but I I think for the time being it's probably best that they just focus on casual, make the game more fun, add more content and then kind of let the comp scene develop on its own. Yeah, I I agree because when you're playing the game, you feel like you're in a tournament. You you hear the casters talking and yeah, you know, I was like, what the heck? Where what I got myself into is like what? Yeah, it's, it's I, cool. It's very cool game. It was really funny. My my stepdaughter, she she's a hardcore gamer. You know, she's in high school and she's a senior and. And uh, she plays on Xbox. And every single time I tell her, you know, test a game out, try this game out, she always comes up disappointed. And then what I did was that I downloaded the finals for her and I said, listen, I want you to test the game out. She's like, no, no, I'm not going to test nothing out. I'm not going to test nothing out. I already test like five games for you and. And they all sucked and all this. I said, yes, but this is a little bit different. I need you to test this out. I need you to give me your input because I want to, you know, talk to some friends about it, you know, and and talk to some people and, and probably may tweet it out. So she says, okay, fine. And she just like went really slow poke mode to go to <laughs> her Xbox. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, fine, you know. So then all of a sudden I hear her playing. So I come back like 20 minutes later. I said, hey, how's the game? She looks at me. I freaking love this game. <laughs> Shut up. I got to keep on. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> come back an hour later. She goes, hey, I got to tell you, this is my favorite <laughs> 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 And she is rocking good. The problem is that she's solo queuing and, and the players that she's playing, they're not as good because she has really good reaction time. She's like, she's very good. She plays a lot of Fortnite as well. But now with that game, she just got hooked. I mean, yeah. hooked. She's like, thank you so much. I'm like, Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, anytime, <laughs> play all you want. I don't care, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's it. She got really hooked on it. Yeah, man, it it'll do that. I mean, when I first started playing it, you know, I I started to stream it a little bit when it first came out, and I streamed in four days, fifty nine hours. I was live. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, I just did nothing but play. You played how many hours straight? I well, it was like 24 hours and was one stream, and then I'd go to bed for a couple hours, and I'd wake up and just stream for like 10 hours plus, and then I would just go to bed. So I did that over four days, and it ended up totaling to be 59 hours. But my longest stream during the four days was 24 hours. Oh my god! Now yeah. you build. I, I assume you build new uh, 
you got new followers into this. Yeah, a little bit. So, you know, with with really just like the state of Siege and like Siege content creation, my mm -hmm. channel has obviously taken like a huge hit over the past, I would say like probably like seven to eight months. It's it's like really gone down. But yeah. with the finals, I mean, it's a new game. There's a lot of new eyes on it. And so far, I mean, I've been able to to start posting content on it that more people are watching than my current siege videos. So really, yeah. So, so definitely starting to get some new eyes on the channel, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like unfortunate that siege is, it's only surviving on, let me say, how can I put this? Okay. Siege is doing horrible with cheaters they're they're going downhill and the and that's totally unfortunate because the game is such a really good game very competitive and the only person that's keeping that sucker alive is jinxie yeah he's he's definitely helping a lot i mean it, it it's it's hard man when ubisoft seems to be doing like everything in their power to make the game do worse you know, and you've got all the content creators on Twitter basically just like begging Ubisoft for help. Like, I don't know if you saw this Macy J tweet, but he was like, I just need to play one game so I can upload a YouTube video. But every game is cheaters. And he sounded so defeated. I felt so bad. <laughs> and like you go on Twitter and it's just all the content creators are tweeting like that. And it's like, oh, my God, bro. Like, I mean, I don't blame the player base for leaving for something like the finals, which is, you know, free, has a lot less cheaters. When the finals first came out, there was there was actually a, a lot of cheaters. Like, I was running into them a lot, but they announced some update. And since then, I think I've played one cheater. And, like, I play the game every day. I play the game a lot, you know. But Siege, I, I came back. It was my first time playing in a month. The last time I played Siege was was Christmas. So I mm. hop on and I went to go record a video of essentially explaining why I'm quitting the game. And wow. of course, I, I knew this was going to happen. So I recorded the the gameplay and my commentary at the same time, right? So it was just showing my first few games back. And mm -hmm. both games back to back were blatant cheaters. And you know, those those are my first games back in a month and that's that's immediately what i ran into so it's it's just it's tragic man because there's no other game like siege and it's so fun and i don't even think the game is necessarily bad i don't think the balancing is that bad i think the gameplay is good you know there's there's just like the cheaters that are completely overtaking it and and ruining it for everybody yeah, it's one of those um, things that's so unfortunate, but also could destroy a game quickly if they don't do something about it. Yeah, you know, it. I don't know what UB is thinking. I don't know if they have something, uh, you know, up their sleeves that they're they're gonna do. And this is not the only time it's happened. And then they like update or they do something with the anti sheet, and it's like, man, but 
you guys got to be more on top of it. This, this is this is a billion dollar company. They got the money. Well, they've made a billion dollars in revenue off of Siege. Off of Siege. <laughs> so wow. we're we're talking literally just Siege has made a billion dollars. So like when we when we start talking about like what Ubisoft should be doing, why they're not doing it. I mean, it's it's perplexing. The only thing that I can really, you know, come up with is that it it has to be something with like the management above the developers. You know, like I don't think the developers are sitting here and playing Siege with all the cheaters or seeing all these tweets and and they're thinking, you know, this is great. Like my game is awesome. But yeah. I think I think there's people above them that are kind of limiting what they can do, what resources they have access to. The length of time they have to work on things and i i think this is kind of the result of it unfortunately so i mean it you know it it shouldn't be about resources or or anything it shouldn't even be about time at this point considering the game has been out for now eight years i mean that is a long time most yeah. most of these fps games you know they die after a few years they yeah the siege is an anomaly most games don't make it this far and are still super popular you know so i mean that's that just shows you right there that with the proper management i mean seed should be you know dozens of times bigger than it is in my opinion no you're you're totally right i think it it should be right there with you know counter-strike yeah that's exactly what i think counter-strike you got overwatch I mean, they, I don't know, they're just not doing good. I, it's, it, and everybody just, even to get into a match is taking a long time. There's server issues. There's the cheating issues. There's things that happen in the game that is not working properly. And then they're, they're doing things to the game that kind of like really bums people out. See, when I play, I like to play unranked. That was me. I was the unranked guy. And I used to stream a lot. I didn't have a really big following, but I just like to stream. I don't care. Just have my fun. Get my normal people into the channel and just watch me watch me play. And they got rid of unranked. And now a lot of people are like, damn, we miss unranked. Because... When you're an unranked, you're you're getting that satisfaction out of your system that you're playing like a rank match. But if you face a cheater, you won't get ticked off because it doesn't affect your your ranking. Yeah. If you lose, fine. Who cares? It doesn't affect your rank. If you're facing a cheater, you won't care as much because you know is unranked all these cheaters go into rank matches because they want to get high level they want to get their champ charms they want to make sure they get champ etc because that's their goal and unranked they usually don't go there they're like there's no purpose and that's where i like to be at but they got rid of unranked and i was greatly disappointed i disappointed and I went ahead and tweeted out. So guess what? Forget it. I'm not going to play the game that much anymore. I'll play it here and there. 
play a couple standard, which is casual 2.0, and play a little bit of it, and then that's it. I'm done. Yeah. So I just dedicate my time mostly to to the podcasting because they got rid of that. A lot of a lot of these guys, one of the, one of the people were playing with with uh, was with my friend Spoit, and they go Spoit, I'll play with you, but uh, let's just let's just go and 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 play and and standard <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much cheaters. Yeah, and Spoit, yeah, sure, no problem, you know, and they just been they played, you know, standard. Since when pro players go and stand, you know, casual? Seriously, I mean, that's when you know the problem yeah. is bad. Yeah, the, and and honestly, like a lot of these guys, they're they're taking it a step further and they're just switching to console. I mean, my friend Pigeon is is doing what you were saying. He's been switching his content and he's trying to make videos in in standard, where it's it's kind of just you know funny content with his friends because. Uh-huh his ranked content is so hard to get because he'll spend, you know, five minutes in the queue and then you'll spend a couple minutes in band phase and operator pick and prep phase. So by the time you're like, actually like by the time you hit queue and you're actually moving your character in game, it's been like 10 minutes. So you've got all that downtime. And then once you actually get into the game, in my experience, it's two out of three games are cheaters. So chances are you have to cancel that. And then you have to cancel. Someone's got to switch their account. Then you restart it again. So now the next time you get into game, it's probably been 15 minutes because someone has to restart their, their game, log into a new account because they got banned. And then you just keep repeating it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that a lot of the content creators are, are trying to go to either casual or console. I know Uzi just uploaded that video where he bought an Xbox and he started playing on Xbox and from what I was told, that video is doing like exceptionally good on his channel, and it's oh, good for him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great that he's finding something he can he can you know get good views on, but it's it's also just kind of sad in a sense that our best MNK content creators who are known for you know hitting these crazy flick shots on PC with the MNK are forced to go to console because of just how unplayable PC has been. I mean, like you mentioned earlier, this, the servers have been so bad, you haven't even been able to log in for most of the past month. So it's wow. it's been it's been really tough as a content creator for Siege, man. I mean, the the amount of issues and problems you face just to get one regular match. And then when you get that match, it's like, okay, I really hope I play good and get yeah. some content. Because if I don't, man, I gotta, I gotta play a few more cheaters until I get another real game. You know? Correct. You're like, oh my god, I better perform good. Oh, yeah, and then, then you've got playing... all that pressure on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're playing, you're walking along eggshells. Then you start making mistakes because you're nervous, and you're like, yep. oh, I need to make sure. <laughs> Yeah, and, that, and then you play bad that game and it ruins your day because you're like, no, <laughs> I have to go play another cheater. Yeah. I mean, now, this is why in console, look, I, Jinx is doing something like like changing everything around. Okay, he, he wants to 1v1 everybody. Fine, perfect. You know, that would help out. That's helping out a lot. 
because it's steering away the focus of ranked matches and getting people to do 1v1s. And he's getting popular people, popular players. And now I got, like, Spoy, he's 1v1ing almost everybody. everybody. He just did, yeah. did my friend Skype. I'm like, okay, now, now Spoy is into the 1v1s. Oh, yeah. Having fun, you know, because that's what the game is all about, is to have fun. But if you're not having fun in rank match, people just start to look for something to have fun. Mm. And they're like, okay, let me see. If I'm not having fun in rank, uh, let me just start doing 1v1s. You know, and that's more likely that's going to help out. If it's helping out Jinxie, well, let me let me do it as well. Yeah. And he's doing 1v1. He t- he's like, okay, tell me somebody. Tell me, who who, who should I 1v1? I go, Spoy, watch out. One, one of these days, you're going to get beat. <laughs> you got to watch almost, out. He almost did. Didn't he go uh, 6-6 with Skite? Or maybe it was someone else. He It was a close game, I heard. I, I don't know. I think it was I think it was with Skite. I, I heard it was really, really good. Yeah. Um. I, unfortunately, I was at work, and I, I had ad, admits, patients coming in, and I'm like, dang, because I could – at work, I'm I'm looking at patient heart rhythms, correct? Yeah. And and I'm looking at their heart rhythms. I'm making sure that when they're connected, everything's going well. Because I'm basically like the first responder of the nurses mm-hmm. for the nurses. So I catch things before it happens, and then we'll rush into that room and and attend the patient. So I am in a moment that I'm on my cell phone. I could look. So basically, I'm lurking. <laughs> I could hear. I could just, but I just can't be on the on the chat typing or whatever because i'm busy but he he was they were they were going at it one and it was getting like really really good but i just missed out so much because i had to attend to so many patients but i a lot of people were like bro it was it was good it was really really good yeah and i I think i know why like these 1v1 videos are doing so good I mean, if you look at like my channel and the best videos on my channel, most of them are custom game videos. And if you look at Jinxie, most of what he uploads is also custom game videos. And right. now, like you're seeing, you know, Spoy and Uzi, they're doing more custom games. They're doing the 1v1s. And I think, you know, ultimately, that's just a result of, of ranked being unplayable, like we said. But I think what it shows is that you know, all these guys, when they're when they're playing Siege in those custom games, Siege is working, right? When I was right. doing my, like, five champs versus five pro players in, in a custom game, that was real Siege right there. That was 10 players not cheating. They're all good. Right. It was competitive. Everybody was having fun. And I think that's the reason that all of the custom game videos are doing so good. I think that's why people are eating up these 1v1s because they get a chance to watch a siege video and they get to just watch siege. You know, they don't a lot of the a lot of the gameplay videos nowadays have clips of them playing against cheaters or, you know, other bugs and and glitches, but those custom game videos is really a, 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 a kind of a glimpse into pure siege. And I think with how high the views are, it just shows people are are craving real siege. So, yeah. man, I, I really hope that Ubisoft is able to do something. I, I, I don't know if they need a new anti-cheat or 
or what it could be. But in my opinion, I mean, with the siege content landscape, it's it's pretty obvious that people are still interested in siege. People want to watch it, but they they want to watch the actual game. You know, they don't want to watch people struggling queue times or cheaters or any of this nonsense. So something needs to be done about it for sure. Something something needs to be done. And the the way it's performing, they're gonna have to really make it up to the fans. And yeah, because the fans are the ones that have been very loyal. They spend the money on on skins, on packages, etc. They're paying their bills basically, and they gotta really make it up, make it up to the fans. I think the fans deserve best and and what what UBE is doing it's is is not cool. I'm not saying they're not doing anything, but I think they should respond and say, "Hey guys, we hear you. We're going to get this fixed. We're going to work this out. We having issues with this and this and that." But they don't do that. They don't explain. They don't talk to the fans, "Hey guys, we're going to we're right now looking at a a different program, an anti-sheet that's going to work and et cetera. They don't say anything. Yeah. They just, they just don't. Yeah. And then the fans get disappointed and then they just start leaving. There's, there's people that honestly, they just quit completely. They uninstall the game. Good players, very good players. And they say, I'm done with this game. I'm not going to play this no more. I'm going to concentrate in another game. It it happened to me too. You know, there was a point that I was like, you know, I'm not going to play this game no more. I'm done. I'm going to dedicate to flight simulator and just do that. <laughs> just go yeah. freaking flying around the world and travel and, and and visit places and do that. Hook up yeah. with a with an actual student pilot and just travel around the world. Because some of the planes I, I I you know small planes I could fly, but I can't take a Cessna to go to Europe. Gonna take me freaking, you know, it's a little, you know, four seater plane, you know, fly from here to China or whatever. It's it's, it's impossible. So I just rather just, you know, hook up with somebody that's really good and knows how to fly and just do that. It's instead of going through a horrible time playing a game that, I mean, I love, but they're not doing anything about it. I think they should do the. Overwatch approach, we're coming out with Siege 2, and as honestly as a 2.0, like you know, Overwatch did. They just upgraded, tweaked, they did a whole bunch of new, put some stuff into it, and they changed it, updated the graphics, updated a whole bunch of stuff. And I think UB's gonna have to do something to make it up for the fans because the fans are screaming now. Yeah, to the point and- where we're asking, now they're screaming. Seriously. And and what Ubisoft is doing as like a sorry we messed up is is just an alpha pack or like a renown booster. <laughs> yeah. An and, alpha pack. That you yeah, might and, get a freaking pair of pants or something. <laughs> yeah. Mine was a green. I didn't get anything. <laughs> oh yeah, the green. That's what that sucks. Yeah. Like oh, this is what you're gonna get me? Just yeah, to- so most most players are probably like really angry that they haven't even been able to connect to the servers. And then like say they did and they played cheaters. 
and then uh -huh. Ubisoft's like apology was like a green alpha pack. <laughs> like imagine, imagine you're trying to play your favorite game for a month and you just can't. And finally you get on and then you're like apology from Ubisoft is just an alpha pack. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> like, come on now. That's so dirty. Yeah. But is, really, like the like you said, like the communication from Ubisoft has has been really bad. And that's something that's been bad for a long time, like as long yeah. as I can remember. You know, I, I remember seeing tweets years ago about people saying Ubisoft, you know, just please just tell us you're working on something. You know, let us know that you guys know this is a problem, at least. And, you know, they didn't do it then. They're still not doing it now. And as much as I want to keep like giving out hope that something will change, someone's going to come along in Ubisoft and be like, look, we got to at least talk to our community. We got to talk to our players, let them know what's going on. I mean, with with just time and time again, Ubisoft proving that they just don't want to do that. I mean, I think a lot of us are just kind of losing hope, you know, and if if they if they want us to you know, stay with them, they they need to come out and say something. Because to this day, they, they still haven't addressed the cheaters. You know, the servers are back online, which is great. But, you know, who cares if all your games are cheaters still. And as of right now, there's no official Ubisoft statement saying that, you know, listen, we know cheaters are a problem. We have things in the works. I think they said something like this, like a few years ago or something. But I don't think anything even really came of it. You know, we're still here. The problem is worse than ever. And the communication is still as bad as it's ever been. So I, I think that's really demotivating, especially to the content creators. You know, of course, the, the players are, are sitting in the dark as well. But the content creators, you know, are the ones that have, you know, kind of built their lives around the game. And if the game goes under, then for most of them, I would say their careers would go under as well. So oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a really scary position to be in where you're a Siege content creator and you're looking at this game and you're like, man, this, this game I know has the potential to be one of the biggest games. And it's so much fun. It's so unique. There's nothing like it. But this one problem, you know, it just keeps, keeps you from progressing, keeps you from, you know, going forward. And for whatever reason, Ubisoft just doesn't seem very, very concerned about it at all, um, no. which, you know, could mean two things. Maybe they've got maybe they've got nothing planned, you know, or maybe they've got some, you know, Siege 2 coming along, like you said, and maybe they just can't talk about it. You know, hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, but they should at least say something to the fans. Because something vague. We're drowning, you know, we're, we're just drowning in this. We, we, we need we need some air and and you you're saying something that's, that's very true if siege was to go under goes down a lot of people are gonna lose their careers and that is so true you couldn't be more right about that and i fear for that because i don't wish anybody any anything bad I, I want everybody to succeed in gaming so right now you have to have a backup plan you have to have a, a second game that people will enjoy and that's where 
you come in playing in the finals. Because if something does go wrong with Siege and they're taking a freaking year or more to get this worked out or whatever, then you have you have the finals to to help you out. Yeah. You know, and, and I give that advice to a lot of people. I say, okay, what's your plan B if if this game goes down, doesn't do any good? You know, because you just never know. Me seeing Siege go down is, is kind of hard. I think they're going to do something about it because it's, it's a big title now. It's a well-known title. But if you don't love the game no more or you don't have any interest in helping out this game, you know what? Sell it to another developer. Sell it to another company. Yeah. You know, you give know they it, would give never it do to, that, though. Oh, there, there were, I, don't, I thought they would ever do that. But, yeah. you know. I agree with you, though. Halo, Halo went through that. Halo had some tough issues with, uh, with, with, uh, man, what was the name of that? Ugh, I forgot. But then they sold themselves. Then they, they got, they got rid of, um, this company that did the game for them. And then they went with 343. So now, Halo is struggling themselves with 343. Now people are asking the other company to come back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crazy, it's a big mess. Oh, oh Bungie. Boy. Bungie, now remember. So yeah. Bungie make, made Halo. They were having, you know, a blast. And everybody remember Halo when it first came out, the first, the second, the third one. And wow. And then it just started, something happened that Bungie wasn't doing good. And then Microsoft decided, okay, Goodbye, Bungie. Now we're going to get 343. 343 had a big boom, and now they're not doing good. And now people are like, okay, go back to get Bungie. But Sony took over, and, and they acquired uh, Bungie now. So it's like, you know, you're trying to find a good developers. You're trying to find good good companies that could make a big change. Yeah. You know, so... Is like okay if Ubisoft you can't do it then give it to freaking the makers of uh, Infinity War or something you know from Call of Duty. <laughs> you know, even though in Call of Duty there's cheaters too. I mean it is just, cheaters is in every freaking game and it's just doing more harm than good. Yeah. And what's what's really what really sucks that cheaters they love gaming. Dude, why are you poisoning something that you love? Because that's all you do is play, but then you have to cheat in order to to play. And and, and don't go too far. You're now got an X. You got an Xbox now, right? Or a PlayStation? I have a, I have an Xbox. Yeah. Okay, an Xbox. The cheaters in Xbox is more the sim players. Yeah. So what they do is they connect their mouse and keyboards onto the console. The console is designed for controller players. It's not meant for that. So you got to buy the special type of device where you get it off, you know, I don't know where you get it, eBay or whatever, and you got to plug it in and put that 
device and what it does, it changes some type of code inside the, the console and then you could use your mouse and keyboard. So us controller players will tell those people, dude, then just play on PC. <laughs> but no, they want to do something bad. They want to have the advantage. <laughs> Correct. They want to have the advantage. Yeah. They want to do things to to ruin. That's their thrive. I want to do something illegal, something that I'm not supposed to do. I want to damage this 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 section here. And they just don't care. They just mm -hmm. really don't care. And for me, I always been a controller player and I switched from console to PC and I still play on controller. And when I go to console to play once in a while, people are like, damn, you're actually really good. Of course, because I face mouse and keyboard players all the time. What do you mean? Because I use controllers no matter what. Mm. And I, I, I did that on purpose because... When I was streaming, I wanted to bring something different, something that you don't see. You don't see mouse and keyboard players plugging on their PC. Okay, let me use a controller now. On right. You don't see that. So I try to prove myself that I was good enough and that I could compete. I could, I could go against a mouse and keyboard player and I could beat them. And I did, did you know, really good. I've been a, a plat player. And with a good KD, decent KD, and just play play it out really good and have fun. And then at the end of the match, after a, a you know a W or something, I would just like to say, hey guys, just so you know, all along I was using a controller. <laughs> oh, you're a freaking liar. <laughs> you know, usually the person that goes like two and eight or something like that. You're a freaking liar. You're not using using a mouse and keyboard. You're on PC. How can you use a controller? I said, if you don't believe me, go to my channel. Look at me. I'm live. I, I had a camera facing my hands. Oh, yeah. And they would just get even more angry once they find out. <laughs> F you. You know, screw you. You piece of crap. <laughs> I said, what happened? Did I hurt your ego or something? Oh just no! Just get better. Just get better. Trust me, you'll get you'll get to my level one day. They just get even more angry. That's content right there. Oh yeah, that's content. But people thing, love that. For content, you had to you had to put a lot of hours. And I'm married. You know, now I got kids, so it's a it's very hard. And my wife was like man, you're there for five hours. You're there six hours. I need you, you know? And I'm like, okay, I have to put a balance to something here. I can't do gaming like I used to. So let me do the podcasting. It's yeah. much easier, much, uh, it's more for me. I do it, get done. And then sky's the limit. But yeah. yeah. I think Royal Penguin is another good buddy of mine. He he does what I do, use controller on PC, and he'll try to rank up and bring different type of content. Yeah, Royal Penguin was the one person I, I was thinking about when you were when you mentioned controller on PC. 
and he's he's really good too it's oh, yeah. it's actually it's pretty impressive like he's he's like very good and some some of these console players man like they're they're actually crazy a lot of them like you can't even really tell that they're on a controller i mean their movement is just so good that they just you know they just look like good pc players really well the thing is as a lot of us that are in controllers we watch the pros we watch you guys like you or watch uzi or watch stomping and watch uh jinxie watch skype watch all these guys well sky yeah he's console but watch other you know uh mnk players and just soak in all that information your your style the stuff that you do your moves your tricks and then we try to implement that so we have to do a lot of adjustment with our with our controllers i have yeah. one example i have the this is a, a lot of pros and halos use this controller isn't it uh it's called the elite i've got the same one the elite series two yeah so I use I have I custom I took out some of the I'm showing it to you right now some of the paddles so I got two paddles and these paddles here help me you know lean and shoot so lean to the left and one lean to the right so I could shoot and make it a lot quicker than yeah. clicking down pressing and etc so I had to customize it you could customize the sensitivity of the trigger and everything so I tried to you know, customize it, put it in a way so that when I go against a mouse and keyboard player, I could at least compete against them. Yeah. That's what I do. So you got the same one? How much did it... You got it recently or you just got it... Uh, oh, no. I've had this for like two years or something. Yeah. At least a oh, year. Wow. Yeah, I've had it for a while. Well, I, I got it because I, <laughs> I, was, I was starting to make controller videos on PC I was starting to do something similar to you. Oh, okay. I was, I was trying to switch up my content a little bit, and console was getting so big. This was a little bit before Jinxie, uh, like completely blew up. But there were, you know, a lot of of big players on console, and you know, you had guys like Royal playing controller on PC who were doing, you know, extremely well on TikTok. So I was like, man, maybe I'll grab a controller, hop on some PC. <laughs> yeah. But, I am, I'm definitely not anywhere as near as good as like those guys are with the controller, man. Like all of my skill is in the M and K. <laughs> I go from like a champ player. It's like a gold player with the controller. What a control. Yeah. Well, because they, they play it every single freaking day and it's like, yeah. they know it. They know uh, how to dominate it. Same with me. I know how to dominate it. I know what to do. I know what not to do. When I go facing a, a MNK player, I got to play like really smart and think twice before doing things. You can't go and acting like Shiko just rushing in and <laughs> an entry and going crazy right. on controller. You, I mean, I, I don't advise people take the entry role on controller if you're going to go against MNK players. That's, I don't think that's the way to go. You, you, you're better off being support. Yeah, <laughs> might as well be droning in. Yeah, droning <laughs> in <laughs> exactly. Putting the hard bridge just, down. Yeah, just play it, play it smart because you're gonna end up dying like really, really quick. Yeah. So, sure. so now which Xbox you got? You got the S or the X? 
Man, you won't believe this. I've got the original Xbox One. <laughs> what? Yep, I still have. This is my my first and only Xbox One. My parents got it for me for Christmas years ago, like when it like the first year it came out. So I've I've had it ever since then, and that's that's where I started Siege, man. Is that Xbox? I played for years on Xbox on on that specific one. And it was great, man. I I completely loved playing Siege. It was all I did all day, every day. Me and my friend Vex, we would just get home from school, play until we went to bed, go to school, you know, get home, play Siege, and and that was that. Console was like the golden days. Yeah, that's how I got into Siege as well with the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. With the Xbox One, I got I got well. I was a Battlefield guy, and I was top 30 in the world with Battlefield 4. Damn. Did really good. And I wanted to like go pro on it, to be honest with that. But then Rainbow Six came out. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't like it. I tested it out. I hated it. And then until one guy, I saw his his style. I saw him play Siege. And I say, wow. Screw Battlefield. It was Kickstarter. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm and I'm like, this is what I I I am I was in shock. I'm like, this guy is like lethal. He is Bro, way man. too good. He, he got me. He, he was the best player in the world. I mean, I, I don't think people yeah. know that, but like he in my opinion, like he was the best player in the world. Yeah, me point. too. Yeah, he's like, he's phenomenal. Oh yeah. Completely got, insane at the game. He actually the one that that build siege to what is now all these pro players are using his tactics are using his stuff that he he, yeah. he created he paved the and, way man yeah he made the way he is like the the ronaldino soccer you know ronaldino played with messi and messi said ronaldino's the goat and then Ronaldinho was said, no, you're the GOAT. And they would just go back and forth. <laughs> but a lot of these tricks that, that Ronaldinho did, a lot of these players, Cristiano Ronaldo did, Messi's using, all these players are using, trying to do his tricks. So yeah. it's like with Kickstarter, same way, he he created so much things into this game. he done so many, so many things to it that it changed. <laughs> you know, how people viewed the game and they just like wanted to play like him. For sure. So, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy what he did. It was phenomenal. I, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. No, he, he's an absolute legend, man. Uh, a pure, pure legend. A pure yeah. legend. Really, really nice down to earth guy. Um, but it's sad, you know, his passing, but his, his legacy still live on. And I tell people, I will always talk about him. I always mention him. Um, some people don't like it and I'm saying, well, screw you then. But I will always, I, I want everybody to, that joins rainbow to know who Kickstarter is. Yeah. Everyone should know. Everyone should know. My, my thing that I get really sad is that. All these newcomers and new people that are getting into the game, all they know is Jinxie. Yeah. 
And it I tell, really there's some I asked. I said, "Do you know who Shiko is?" Uh, no, I just know that Jinx is number one. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I said, Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's the best player in the world, man. It's Jinxie. And I was like, uh, no, there's Shiko, there's Bolo. There's, there's a lot of people, Spoy. There's a lot of, there's a Sheev, there's, uh, you know, Pangu. There's, I said, you don't know none of, no, I don't know none of them. Yeah. I said, have you ever heard of Kickstarter? No. I'm like, okay, you, I need to, I need to talk to you. Like, seriously. Yeah, and that's not even disrespect onto Jinxie too. Some people get mad yeah. when you say that about Jinxie, but it's not even a, a disrespect towards towards Jinxie. I mean, you just have to you have to respect the OGs that were there in Siege. Exactly, and you got to respect the OGs, the people that 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 made what Jinxie fell in love with. Jinxie yeah. fell in love with Rainbow Six. He knows the ghosts. He knows the legends, and he watched these players. You know when he was young and watched them play and, you know, and he wants to be like them. So <clears throat> exactly. No disrespect to him. He he knows, you know, who yeah. are the ghosts, who are the OGs of the game. He, he very much know who Kickstarter is, you know, and I, and I tell everybody, you know, they should always know who, who is the founders of this game, what created this game actually. And, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't want Rainbow to go down in history like, okay, this game went up and then it fell, it died out, it's no longer going to be, you know, be out there. It's, it's sad what was going through. So hopefully we cross our fingers, hopefully, and, and, and start putting some money down to get this game where, where it needs to be. Seriously. Yeah, and like and like I said earlier too, you know, I think I think the game is not in an unrecoverable position. Like I think with some proper focus on Ubisoft's part, you know, they're they have everything at their disposal. They've got everything they need to make this game great again. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they can they can easily, you know, hop in and, you know, really go hard on this game and you know bring it back to what siege was you know and that that doesn't even you know include like balancing or anything like that you know really just i think i think everyone probably agrees just the main issue is is just the cheaters and i, I think a new solid anti-cheat or maybe you know they'll come out with a siege 2 the game will be on a new engine uh you know new anti-cheat i think something like that is honestly like all the game needs right now and i mean it's it's kind of understandable too because the game is on like an assassin's creed engine it's not meant for fps games it's not meant for you know siege right it was meant for assassin's creed and wow not not to mention that but just you know the game is you know the game is old so you know counter-strike had to come out with the counter-strike 2 you know is it the same game Pretty much, but you know they came in and they made all the aspects of it better. Overwatch yeah. did something similar, Same so thing. I think I think it's the clear next step for Ubisoft. And a part of me is, you know, kind of hoping, kind of thinking that the reason Ubisoft has just been so silent on all of these issues is is because maybe they do have that in the works, and it's something where 
they either want to keep it as a huge surprise and they think they can, you know, the game can hold out until they're ready to announce that surprise or, um, you know, they just are under some sort of legal obligation to not say anything. But, you know, really, who knows? Yeah, who knows? They now remember. They could they do that and they come out during an event or something, probably SI and say, hey, guys, this is what we have. They know it's going to hit a really big boom if they say they're going to come out with Rainbow Six 2, 2.0 or whatever, updating it, changing engines, changing whatever they need to do. If they do that, they know their stocks is going to go up. Oh, yeah. They're going to make massive amount of money. It's going to go crazy. Yeah. It's going to oh, go I, crazy. I, yeah, I think, I think Siege 2 would be great. And, you know, assuming they've, they've got a better anti-cheat for this one, I would almost like to see the game go free-to-play as well. Because you see a lot of games moving to free-to-play. And I, I really think free-to-play is is the move because you you just open your game up to so many more people. I mean, even if your game is $5, there's countless people that just won't spend $5. They don't have $5. They're not willing to spend it. You know what I mean? And, you know, whatever it might be, just having your game go free-to-play just opens it up to so many more players. And I, I think if they were to really make the cosmetics better than they are now you know not not focus on as much um you know operators that are coming in because i think we have enough operators in my opinion you know i really don't I, yeah me too more. i think it comes to a point that it's going to get it's too much operators get overwhelming seriously and then <clears throat> it, it gets to a point that it, it takes like it, it it feels awkward Okay, you got 50 here, 50 there, and now they want to make it six. At the end of the day, people don't want that. People just want the freaking game to work. Yeah. That's well, it. I mean, don't the five operators, oh, this operator, you know, no, we, we don't care about that. We just want to play the game. We don't want cheaters. We don't want, we just want to play the game. Forget about yeah. giving me alpha packs. Forget about, save the alpha pack, save that. Just get the game to work. That's all I want. Seriously. Get the yeah. game to work. Yeah, and I and I think games like the finals are starting to kind of figure that out. Like their game has characters too, but there's only three characters. And you know, you can play the characters in many different ways. Like you could play the same character, you know, three different ways. But the way they go about doing that is through different secondary gadgets that you can pick from. And just a lot more like customization with the characters themselves. Now, I don't, I don't think Siege is a game that should go to three characters, but I yeah. do think they've got all the operators in the game that are mm -hmm. are needed for the Siege experience. And I think as a new player coming into the game, a lot of people will, you know, go to pick their operator and they see, you know, fifty plus operators on their screen. And it's extremely overwhelming because, sure, you could hover over and, and just read what they do, but you got to think if there's 50 operators on your screen and you're a new player, you know, you've got 20 seconds to pick your operator. Well, which one do you pick? You know, you have no idea. You don't know which one's good. You don't have time to, to read all the operators and test them out. 
And as they continue to add more operators like that, it's only going to be harder and harder and harder for new players to get into it. So I think things like new maps, uh, like new secondary gadgets would be great. I mean, I remember when they added the impact grenades in the midseason reinforcements, and that was like massive. That that completely oh. changed the game to to this day, you know. And all that was was a little impact grenade. And yeah, a little impact grenade. Countless yeah. operators have that. So I think changes like that would be huge. And then they could try to focus some of the resources that they were spending, you know, making these new operators. Maybe you make some new maps because we haven't been getting a ton of new maps. They've been releasing more over the past year, which I think is great. But we went a few years without even a single new Siege map, which I think is pretty crazy because when you think of Siege, one of the first things you think of is the crazy destruction on their maps. And right. I think, you know, if they were to really go hard and and make some super competitive and interesting maps, I mean, that alone could set Siege apart even more from other FPS games. So I think, you know, hopefully a Siege 2 comes out. They've got a new engine. They've got a new anti-cheat. And maybe they're like, hey, I think we've got enough operators we're going to start focusing on cosmetics. We're going to make the game free to play. That way anybody can play it. And to make our money back, we'll focus on really good animated cosmetics that you can buy in the shop. And if you don't want them, you know, hey, you don't have to buy them. They're just cosmetic. And you can mm -hmm. get, you know, that good siege experience again. Yeah, that you do you remember when they removed ACOG? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was huge. That was Shadow Legacy. Was it Shadow Legacy? I don't. I don't remember. I. I. Was it? I think so. Shadow Legacy was was when they first added all of the new optics, but I can't remember yeah. if they if they removed ACOGs from a lot of people at the same time. It might have been was, just before. I remember people were ticked off. Yeah. A lot of people. People were, are still mad. <clears throat> yeah well it's it's like with me they they removed they removed unrank and then they did something to frost that i, I main frost she is my go-to so they remove they remove unrank and then they switch her mat her mats to like you got 10 five or three seconds you could get out I'm like, seriously, you get in the trap and you're able to get out like immediately, like quickly. You just get up and just boop, get out. So then what's the purpose of it? It's going <laughs> to only slow you down for two seconds. I was so upset that that was my my tipping tipping point when they did that to Frost. I was like, oh, gosh. So now I have to place the mats really close by and just make sure that if I hear it goes off, here go off. I have to immediately kill the enemy as soon as possible because they could get out and they could just kill you. I, yeah. I was like, man, and 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 it, and it reminded me when they were, they took out ACOGs from the guns. People were just like <laughs> mad, and I yeah. know some people are still upset till today because of it. That's true. Well, I think. I mean, they're they're mad, rightfully so, because, you know, as much as we all want the game to be balanced, 
at the end of the day, if the only way you go about balancing your game is by either nerfing things or straight up removing them, you know, do that a few times and that might be fine. But when you approach your entire balancing, you know, design around, well, we're just going to nerf this and remove that. What ends up happening is everything slowly begins to be less fun. So now you're saying yeah. like the frost nerf. Now frost is less fun for you. Oh, and, you know, the guns are less fun for people because their favorite scope is gone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of a lot of the operators have just been slowed down. You know, Sledge, Zofia. Um, I, I don't know why entry frag operators are being put onto one speeds. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Ubisoft saw like, all right, these two entry frag operators are like too fast. They can't they can't be entry fragging this fast. We have to slow them down. <laughs> like, what does that like? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Or or like removing Sledge's SMG eleven. You know, yeah. just just removing things. Um, like I know the withstand is is a big hot topic within Siege. You know, you you either loved the withstand, you think it should still be in the game, or you think it's stupid and it should have been removed. But ultimately, I think I'm probably in the camp of keeping it in the game. Just because it, it's one of those things that is just siege, you know, it's it's one of those little things about that operator, and I think that's cool. Um, but unfortunately, after Ubisoft has now, you know, nerfed the recoil on countless guns, removed their scopes, you know, taken ammo out of their mags, slowed the operators down, all of this has just been nerfs, 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 and I think ultimately. The game is just less fun to play now because you know your guns are harder to control you don't have the scope you want to you want to use you know your operator is slower your your gadgets might be different you know it's just so many so many nerfs and removals that i think they've they've kind of just made the game unfun so i'm i'm in the camp of make everything op you know just make yeah. everything viable you know, if if this guy's gun is is super OP, that's only annoying to me if my gun isn't also super OP. You know what I mean? Yeah. If yours and is I, OP and you're going against another OP, then you're fine. You're balanced. Yeah, yeah you're right. balanced. But right now, like with with all the nerfs and changes, people are just kind of gravitating towards the quote unquote best option right now. And like, I don't know if you saw, but you know, just a day or two ago, Ubisoft released a statement saying that the G36 is statistically overpowered and they're going to be nerfing it. Oh. And it's like, man, the G36, you know, that that gun is not overpowered. <laughs> that yeah. is like, you know, middle of the pack gun. It is it is just a decent AR. I mean, it's not bad. It's it's not ex exceptionally good, but with how bad the R4C has been nerfed and, you know, the other the ARX has been nerfed on Iana, um, you know, your, your only option is the G36 now. Yeah. I, I, you know what, you know what I'm, I was thinking we're talking about OGs. Fortnite did that. You imagine rainbow doing that when Fortnite, not too long ago, did the OG map, you know, they, out i don't know what it is they outnumbered every single game out there yeah 
even Call of Duty because they went back to the OG map. Even popular players, famous people that that you love that game went back to playing it because they went back to to how the first game came out and how it began, the map and everything, and it just went like skyrocket. Can you imagine you be doing that with Rainbow? Okay, we're gonna do an OG thing. It resets everything back to like how it was in in season one or season two. Oh yeah, I would love that personally. Oh, God, yeah. my my favorite season for them to go back to would probably be like White Noise or Red Crow because you've got Prime Ella, um, Prime Vigil. And I don't know if you played then, but man, I played since beta. Yeah, so you so you know, yeah. Prime yeah. Ella and Prime Vigil was was just too much fun, man. I mean, fifty one bullets in Ella's gun, and you had the old movement. She had four mines, and you had a fifth one that you could blow up when you got downed. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Or Vigil with yeah. literally two primary weapons. That was just so much fun, just running oh. around causing a havoc. Oh man. It it brings good memories, you see? It does. It does. It brings good memories, but they went ahead and screwed everything up. I mean, yeah, and I mean, listen, like it's it's understandable that they have to nerf some things. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, Prime Ella maybe should still be in the game. Like, you know, probably need a little bit of adjustments. I think she had impact grenades, 51 bullets, no recoil. <laughs> So, I mean, she was she was really good, but yeah, you know, sure, like nerf them a little bit, but maybe maybe just try to look at bringing the other operators, you know, up to the same level, and that way, you know, you could look at the fifty different operators on your screen, and you feel like you have more of an option. So, I think right now, you know, a lot of people they look at the the fifty operators before they they pick, and they probably end up choosing one of the same like three to five operators every round you know can can you imagine just imagine ub says okay we're gonna bring every operator back to their normal state as it was when they first came out every operator oh you know what that that might be that might be it right there yeah that might be fun it's gonna be the prime lion do you remember prime lion yes when i oh. that's one of my favorite operators. i still use him till today but he had what five uh yeah, some it was like four or five scans and they were yeah. back when the scans weren't just a ping it was a full constant outline yeah. of every character on the map yes oh my god it would god. last a long time and he had like four or five of them and i, I remember <laughs> I remember when people would get them and use them and I would die. I'm like, dang it. He's like, he was just boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. There was no delay, no nothing. Just <laughs> hit it out. You couldn't move. You were going to die. It scanned you real fast. You know, you, you'll end up dying. I, I, that would, it would be so much fun having every operator. OP, you know, back to how it was in the beginning without being nerfed or anything. That would be so fun. I would at least want to I would at least want to try it. I'd want to play a few games and and feel it out because 
I mean, think about it. I mean, when, when we say, oh, yeah, we want Lion to go back to prime Lion, you know, people are probably losing their minds hearing us say that. But we're saying we want all of the operators. All to of back. the operators. <laughs> so, sure, you've got prime Lion, but I've got prime Ella. So oh, I'm God. good. That's gonna I'm be all right. Freaking battle. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't mind that, you know, there's there's crazy OP operators on the other team because I've got a wide variety of operators I could pick from that are com you know completely amazing. So yeah. I think I think that would be a ton of fun. That would be so much fun. That would yeah. that would like you know what? I don't then I won't <laughs> care to face a cheater, you know. I got freaking Primella here. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Now, buddy. <laughs> I I just want to play with the SMG again, man. The old oh. Scorpion was so fun. Bringing back the ACOG. Oh god. Oh yeah. It's gonna be crazy. Oh yeah. Man. I really hope they do like an OG game mode. You know, I, oh, I it was interesting. I I saw Royal Penguin got an email from Ubisoft, and it was for a survey. And I don't know if you saw this tweet by him, but he posted a screenshot of some of the questions. And one of them was like, what new game mode would you like to see in Siege? And one of them was an OG game mode. So like Ubisoft surveyed Royal on whether he'd want to see an OG game mode, essentially. And man, I, I, I saw that tweet and a part of me, you know, kind of got hope inside. Like, man, maybe they're maybe they're really thinking about bringing an, an OG game mode into the game because I think that would be so much fun. And I know for sure I would immediately be on the game playing again. Yes. Oh, me too. I mean, I would, I would, I would honestly, I would have to figure out a way while my wife is at work and the kids are at school <laughs> to, <laughs> to balance this out, play, stream it, and do podcasting uh, you know, at a good timing. Because I would go, I would go freaking crazy. And you know what? Also, I would like to see that a lot of times I get upset that if you're going, you're in offense, you have the ability to swap your operator. Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna go lion. I'm gonna go ahead and choose, you know, somebody else, whoever. And then you're able to swap. But if you're in defense, you can't. Yeah, you know, in, in in offense, you could you could just you know start all as lion and uh, say okay, I want to go ash, and you stop, go to settings and go and switch. It will be nice for it to happen as well for people that are in defense because you could like okay, you know what, I shouldn't went frost, I should have used lesion, or I should have used capkin, but I can't switch. It 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 will be nice that we people that are in defense could switch as well to make it to make it equal because sometimes I find that not fair that if you're on offense you could do it but if you're on defense you can't and that's the part I'm like gosh I wish I think I forgot which pro player mentioned something like that because he he made a mistake of choosing one operator during one of his tournaments. And he couldn't switch. Yeah. Dang it. He couldn't switch. He wanted to switch really bad and he couldn't. And and it cost him, you know, and he got really upset. He, he tweeted it. He said, oh, it's not fair that we, who, when we're in defense, we can't switch. But those that are in offense, they can. 
Yeah, and what, I think it. And, and, and remember, I don't mean to cut you off. Remember that you're in drones. You know already the operators are going to be out there. So you you have a drone that captures everybody. You're like, okay, now let's use an operator that could work well against those people that they're using on defense. And that's where it creates kind of like an unbalance because it's not fair. I know who you are, what you're going to be using. But then again, I don't know what you're going to choose when you're going to come and attack me. And, and that's the part that, that I see that they should give those that are in defense also the ability they could swap and change their operators if they feel they, they need to. Mm Hmm. I've I've probably got a different opinion on this than most people. Okay. I I don't I don't really mind the attacker repick, but I do think it's got some problems, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But I I kind of liked the old feeling of siege, where we would show up, you know, outside the objective, and we would kind of you know figure out right then, okay, like what you know what exactly is the defense setup, and you know how are we going to counter it with the operators that we've chosen and you had to be kind of smart about who you picked because you couldn't just you know pick a bunch of entry fraggers you know you had to make sure you had a balanced team but now i feel like with the attacker repick you know they can kind of drone in real quick see all the operators that the defense has and then change their entire lineup to completely counter all the operators you know they've got Cade. all right well we'll six pick to to maverick you know, or, you know, we'll make sure we'll go Cali or something like that. So I feel like it kind of, it kind of destroys that siege feeling. It's kind of hard for me to describe, but the feeling of just like, you know, not knowing exactly what your opponent is up to. Like, I I kind of like that, you know, and that's how you feel as a defender. You know, even if you had repick as a defender, unless you know, the enemy is running Twitch, you'll be able to tell they have Twitch from the Twitch drone. But, or actually, you won't be able to in prep phase. That's right, they took Twitch drone away in prep phase. So yeah, you'd have no way of even seeing what operators the attackers are running, even with a six pick on defense. So I think, in my opinion, it would probably just be more fun for both sides for them to kind of just pick what they think the best operators are for like that's, you know, that map, that site, and then just kind of adapt as the round goes on instead of trying to do this repick battle where, you know, people are constantly switching their operators trying to counter each other. Yeah, that's that. I, I agree. That's that's true. They should uh, they should do something about that because it does come into like a little bit of a battle. OK, let's use Let's swap. Let's do this. Do the swap swap. And then, I don't know. I just—I mean, I always saw—I saw, I always saw that kind of like a little bit iffy. They should kind of like work on that, or because it's like, man, it's not fair. I don't know who you're gonna come with, but you know already who I am. Yeah, no, I, I like I like the mystery everything. aspect. I like it. I mean, before it was before the repick, it was like. Choose and go. That's it. There was yeah. 
back. I mean, I don't know if there was it was repick on PC. I mean, I know on on console and beta and all this in season one. I don't think they had repicks. Nah, re- the was, the repick was a newer thing. Yeah, it was a newer thing. That see, I was on console. I know that how how it was, and I know a lot of things came out first for PC than it did for console. Once they implement this stuff on PC, they see everything working good. Then it will come into console. Yeah, us console players, we will get everything like last. It's, it was really crazy. You know, they did. It's, they did, didn't come all at the same time. They just PC players will have the advantage to have certain things first come out first for them, and yeah. then we waited, and then it will come out to to console. Is that a thing with like Sony and Microsoft where like they have to like Ubisoft has to has to clear the the patches? I thought I heard something like that. Yeah, and that's why console gets them later. Yeah, console gets them later because they have to fix the patches. They 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 remember they're using a different type of operating system. Right. It's not the same. It's not like oh yeah, I'm using Windows or something. They're using something that's very totally different. Their formats are different. They got, I don't know, they they have to work it through and make sure that with with the consoles, it, it works out perfectly. Yeah. And before, because on PC, you could do so much upgrading. You could do a lot of stuff on PC. And for them, I think it's much, much easier and they could fix the patch, do some patches and fix some things up. And then, okay, now it's good for console. And mm-hmm. I think they, they're, you know... They got to make sure everything is working properly before going on to to console. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why it's it's delayed. But have they ever yeah. have they ever like not released a change for like more than a month? I think they're pretty close to the to the update releases. Like I don't think yeah. I don't think a like a new patch has ever taken more than like a week to hit console. But that is just one of like the negatives to to playing on console, I suppose. Yeah, it is. It's one of the negatives, and and just a lot of people just have to wait. And once they do, they're just happy, you know. Yeah, they're just like, okay, now they're content, you know, they're happy. But it 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 there's a reason for it. There's a reason behind it. They know what they're doing. These these companies have these, you know, amazing engineers, developers. They know what they're what they're doing they they're rather probably like okay i'd rather resolve the issues for pc players because it's much easier than to to do it for console because they're using yeah. everything is totally different with console yeah oh, that makes yeah. sense honestly yeah they gotta make sure so yeah so now with 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 this going on with Rainbow, now you're doing this. Is there any other games you play other than than uh, than the finals? Um, I don't really play any other games like that often. Um, like I like Diablo. I've been playing Diablo Four a little bit recently. Um, so I'll I'll pick up games like that. Um, I like a lot of indie games. Uh, like a lot of uh, small developer games. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, you know, Stardew Valley is a great game. Uh, RimWorld is a great game. Factorio, you know, games games like that um, that don't require like super competitive, um, you know, FPS movements. I like like when I play a game to relax, I like to 
I kind of like to play a game that I can like think about and like work through problems mentally. So like yeah. that's that's games like RimWorld and Factorio for me. Or you know, I I could just shut my brain off and play Diablo Four, go run some dungeons, and you know, watch a stream on my other monitor or something like that. But for like content, the only game that I that I actually play besides Siege is just the finals. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's that's it. That that's that's that game is honestly it's it's doing really good. I I I. I play a couple of few games here and there and I try, I do Halo Infinite as well. Play that once in a while with my buddies. Cause I got quite a few friends that are there in the, the semi pros and, and pros and, and the game. And it's, it's Halo's taking so much turns. It's going crazy. So they're going through the same, same thing as what siege, you know, they need it. They, the fans are like, okay, you need to, do something about it. You need to change it. You need to do something. You're just giving skin packages and that's, we don't want that. We yeah. want a lot of things to be, to be done and work. And it's like really weird. I don't know what, what it is that these developers and companies are just doing with these main titles that are so good. And I, I really honestly don't know. I hope, trust me, I hope and pray that, this year will be the year that Rainbow makes a total change. Halo makes a total change. Even Battlefield. Battlefield came out of that 2042. It was one of so much Oof. high expectations. And when it came out, I was ready. I mean, I bought a PC that had a, that included the game. Wow. And I, you know, I, I just that includes the game that's gonna have it. I need a new PC. I want to make sure it runs good and I pay the price. I paid good money for it. And when I tested the game out, I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. It's disappointing. It really oh, is. Gosh, it's disappointing. It's to the point that I'm like, okay, I, what the heck is going on here? It's perplexing, man, because you know, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's just the developers like not, playing their game or you know what it is but it seems like a lot of the companies are just out of touch with what the player base is actually looking for they need they need to listen to their fans listen to your fans your yep. fans will speak high volume if you don't believe me go to twitter or slash x put up put a voting poll do you guys would like to see an og game mode for rainbow <laughs> i guarantee you it's well, gonna be 90 percent no. plus on yes <laughs> oh 90 percent plus on yes oh, that's yeah. all they need to do yubi if you're listening go ahead put a do voting polls on twitter slash x whatever you want to call it and put a voting poll let the fans speak the fans will speak. The fans will say what you actually need to do to get this game back on par. I mean, geez, it's just, it. trust me, it will work. It will work. If you're listening, it will work. It will Definitely. work. It will help you listen to your fans. Yeah. Now, Shock, it's uh, something a little bit of, of a different of the subject here. Are, are you in college or what do you do other than after gaming? What What else do you do? 
Yeah, so I, I've never been to college. I finished high school, but I was mm -hmm. homeschooled. So I didn't go to public schooling. I did a little bit of online schooling, but I was I was like in and out of online school and public school when I was in middle school. And that was mostly because we would move a lot. Like I moved states three times in just a couple of years. And within wow. those states, like we we moved a few times as well. Like when I was in Arizona, I moved twice. So I, I went between two schools there and then I moved to Mississippi and I went between, I believe, two schools there. And then I started an online school because um, we were moving to Ohio. Um, didn't like the online school. So I went to a public school there. And I think I went to two public schools there because we ended up moving in Ohio again. And finally, I was like, all right, I'm just going to I'm going to do online school because, you know, going to a new school over and over and over, it's not fun. So I ended up yeah. you know, doing doing online schooling. And of course, I was doing nothing but playing Siege. So I was I was passing my classes, but I was like not doing the schoolwork at all. Like I was just like you know, playing siege all day, just school was school was a complete afterthought. But yeah. um, after that, um, you know, I never really had any plans for college. My parents never really had any desire for me to go to, go to college. You know, they're not they're not the, the type of parents who, you know, insist that I go to college. So they basically said, you know, if, if there's something you need to go to college for, you want to go to college for, then by all means. But for me, you know, fortunately, the, the YouTube thing worked out. So there wasn't really a need for me to go to college. And I didn't, you know, even now, I, I still don't even know what I would go for. So hmm. because because ultimately, like I've been playing Siege for close to the past decade. I mean, I've, I've been playing since release, just like you have. And hmm. I've, I've been grinding it all day, every day. So, you know, I haven't really had the time or experiences to kind of figure out what else I'm interested in and what else I'd want to do. So mm -hmm. basically, like if I'm not if I'm not playing, you know, a game for content, then I'm kind of just relaxing, to be honest, and and trying to chill, especially recently, because I've been doing daily uploads for so many years. And man, daily uploads, it's it's certainly hard zooming. But yeah, after a while, it, it gets to be a lot easier. Like if you're a YouTuber and you're posting like one time a week, you might think that posting three times a week is impossible because you're three times in your, your output. But yeah. once you do three videos, you know, you're like, man, one video was way too easy. You know, three is no problem. And then you get to five and so on. Um, but ultimately, when you're uploading so much, it, it really does just consume pretty much all of your time especially in siege like you know we were touching on it earlier the long queue times the server issues the cheaters so to get enough footage for one video you I mean you could be playing for you know 8 to 10 hours just to get a good video so um my I haven't really had like a ton of free time over the past I would say like 2 years so I've I've really just been going hard on my channel but since that's kind of you know died down a little bit um, I've been trying to focus on my life a little bit. I got my own house now. So oh, wow. congratulations, man. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's gonna be a year in June. So I got got this house in June of last year. And uh yeah, just honestly just been trying to 
to focus on real life. You know, my entire life has been online the past few years. So now I'm trying to, you know, look at things that, you know, I might want to do in person. You know, I'm looking at getting my real estate license right now, uh, becoming a real estate agent and, um, you know, just, just really trying to relax and kind of open myself up to new experiences. Yeah. Try to get out of the the internet world. Now, the reason you travel so much was your parents military or something or? Uh, they, no, they weren't, they weren't military. Um, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's a little complicated, but essentially my dad worked for a big company where he would okay. install like electronics for like hospitals and like government buildings and stuff. Oh, okay. So he, he would move around a lot due to his job and, you know, we would of course just follow wherever he went. So that had you know. to be tough on you because it was tough on me. I was a Navy brat. My uh, stepfather was in the Navy. And and due to that reason, it it built a lot of insecurity in me growing up. And, and I it reflected a lot in my relationships. So when I was dating, you know, a girl and... It comes to the point that I always felt kind of insecure. I felt like we're going to break up or she would leave me. And I had to seek help at that time when I was when I was younger. And the the counselors, I seen counselors and psychologists, they told me it's because of so many times you moved. They say you lost every friend you had. Yeah. I, was, I connect with that for sure. I mean, oh, freaking goodness. I never saw it that way. They go, yeah, you lost everybody. Yeah. And it's not like back then. I'm actually right now 46. So it's not like back then I had a cell phone. We could FaceTime or we could, you know, had the emails and we could always keep in contact Facebook or it because it wasn't that stuff when I was growing up. That came in later. And in and in life. So now it's remotely impossible to me keep in contact with these you know, the friends that I grew up with and, and I made friends with. And it it's it just sucked. It just sucked because it's like you make friends, oh I like it here. Okay, you gotta move. <laughs> we gotta yep. go to California or we gotta go to Connecticut or we gotta go here. And I was like, man. You know, all my friends, I, I lost them. And it, it, it did friggin' put a big hurt in my life because I felt everybody that came close, any friends that I would have, I felt I was going to lose them. And then I started becoming, you know, like overprotective over them, making sure nothing, you know, it was just like really crazy. And my girlfriends would would tell me, you know, like, listen, hey, you got to chill out. Everything's going to be okay. And then after I, when I seeked help and I went to, to a professional, they told me, you know, hey, this is, this is because of that. Let's, let's work in this area. We're going to fix it because you're not, not the only one, a big majority of all kids are, they're raised in, in military homes and they do a lot of traveling. They all go through it. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's and, it, and it, and it, and it's real too. I mean, I, I definitely understand like 
a lot of what you're saying because I, I mean I I had all my friends and when you and when you're a kid too I mean school and your friends at school is, is pretty much your entire life you know I mean it's not like you've you've got a job that you're going to meet people or or anything like that you know I mean all the all the people you're meeting is through school so when you when you move like that you know all the people you know are just basically gone right and no. I was so young then too like I wasn't even allowed like a TV in my room so I didn't have a phone that you know it you know, obviously, I, I grew up in a different time than you. So I had access yeah. to the technology, but my mom, my mom didn't want me to have it. So, you know, a lot of those people, I was I was in basically the same boat as you, you know, just making friends. And, you know, as soon as you're, you know, just feeling like you're getting comfortable and settled in, and you know, you know, getting all your friends together, then you move, and, you know, that really sucks. And that was a lot of the reason why I chose to stick with you know, online school or homeschool, just because, you know, I didn't want to keep going through, you know, meeting all these people and then having to move away, you know, yeah, it's just, it it's hurt. not fun. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not, I tell a lot of people, it's not fun. It, it hurts at the same time. Meet, make good friends and all of a sudden, you know, goodbye. It, it, it really sucked, you know? So, so now how old are you now, right? If you don't mind me asking. 21. Oh, you're 20. Okay. You're, you're, oh, geez, you're young. You got a bright future ahead of you, man. Yeah. You got super a bright young. future ahead of you. And now you get into real estate. That's the way to go. Um, I say with real estate, I wanted to get into real estate as well. Like, I'd say like 10 years ago. But then I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of sales. I did sales for so many years. And, I just like, I, I'm, I'm done with it. You know, I want to do something different. And then I went to start studying something, you know, in the medical field and, and the heart anatomy, you know, all the EKG, et cetera. So that's what I got into and just start, start focusing on that and I'm working and, and something that, that it will help save somebody's lives. Real estate I saw it as I'm helping somebody have their dream home, et cetera. It's something good and we need good real estate agents. And I had a I had I had to choose, okay, what do I want to do? And then and I said, you know what, I did sales for so many years. I'm I'm gonna switch over to the medical field. And that's what I did. And that's you know, I'm happy. Trust me. I know uh, a couple guys that are in real estate. <laughs> They're making some big money. Yeah. When I say big, they're making a lot of money. I'm the guy driving the freaking minivan. These guys are <laughs> driving Lexus, Mercedes. You know, I'm like, what the heck? You know, how you got this? And they're like, yeah, man. I'm like, wow. Just making mad money. And, and tell you what, they they just sell one home and they have a really good deal. And they make they sell that home. They're good for like three to four months. Yep. Yeah, it's you awesome. Just, it is it is phenomenal. Phenomenal. But you just you just gotta be you gotta be a people person. 
If you're not yeah. a people person, it's not going to work out. And that's where you have a big advantage. You are a people person. You deal with people every single day when you're streaming and you're dealing with uh, new uh, followers to your channel and you got this nice humbleness to you. You're, you're, you're welcoming and, and you're, you're nice. You answer their questions. You, you know, and you have all that stuff. You, I know for a fact you'll make a phenomenal realtor. You got it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you got it, man. That's one of the things that I always look to streamers and 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 people that I try to bring on to the show is one of the key qualities you would notice the people that I interview and I bring as guests that they, all of them are are very humble. Yeah, you're not going to meet these high cocky egoistic people because I don't, I don't even want them to be honest. I don't care. They could have millions of, and I told this in other episodes, they could have millions of viewers and followers and I don't care. That doesn't impress me. It would never impress me. Yeah. It's not, it's not what matters. Yeah. It's not what matters. And I know some people say, Hey, you should ask this guy. And I'm like, I don't want him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want him. Well, he will make, no, I don't want him. I don't want him. It's that he's so cocky, so egoistic. He thinks he's the greatest crap in the world and his shit don't stink. No, I don't, I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want him. Yeah. No, I mean, you that's, know, that's totally fair too. You know, I'd rather have people that are humble. They're good people, good hearted people. And, 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 and that's how it is. And, that's why I invited you. Cause I noticed you were always humble. I go to your stream. You're always polite. You're always nice. You, you know, play the game. You're having fun. And it's just like, man, you know what? I want to bring this guy onto the show. He's a really nice guy. He deserves it. Thanks man. You know, people are like, are you going to bring pros only? I'm like, yeah, bring pros. You know, that's fine. But I don't want only pros. I want some content creators, people that, that are out there doing, making a difference in the world. And and I see that you do that, and that's and I and I tip my hat off to you, man. Keep up the good work. I know you. you're gonna do good in real real, uh, you know, becoming a realtor. Just focus on it. And if it doesn't work out, the sky's the limit. You know, what I mean, yeah. you could do other things. If it doesn't work out, you could work in the financing. You could do. There are some people that that did. Um, you know, they got into. A, in this industry and be, became a realtor and then they decided to just work with the banks and do something separate. The sky's the limit. Trust me. Yeah. You, you're going to find out once you're in there, you're going to find out what, where is it? What's your goal? Cause it's all by steps. You know, you're going to, okay. And then I did insurance adjusting. I was an insurance adjuster for some time. I was an adjuster. I'll go to the houses. What happened? Oh, the water leaked here. And I had to, you know, put everything out, dry, draw basically a layout, charge the insurance. And I would get paid really good money, very good money. But I felt that wasn't for me because that wasn't who I am. Right. And, and yes, I helped out people making sure they get their money that they're needed. But it consists a lot of traveling. I had to travel so and so go somewhere. Then you got these uh, a group of people that they love to travel when there's a disaster. So the insurance adjusters will go out, these adjusters, 
they'll go to every every state that there's a hurricane or something. They're just out there, and they can make mad money. They're there for like a week or two. They get as much homes they can to help out, fill it up, and right there they can just make sixty to eighty grand. Just that's crazy. Month. Yeah, like in a month or two. Yeah, that's make insane. mad money. Yeah, mad money. But for me, doing that, being married, you see, I had to put a balance. You're single right now, or are you you? I have a girlfriend, but I'm not married. Okay, you have a girlfriend, and is she in the same field? Is she, or what does she do? No, she's a waitress at my parents' restaurant. And you what now? I said she's a waitress at my parents' restaurant. Oh, okay. Oh, your parents have a restaurant now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. What type of food? Um, it's like like American cuisine, I guess. Like they they've got you know burgers, seafood, pizza. They've got everything. But you know we, oh, wow. my my dad started it in Ohio as a pizzeria. Cause he loves pizza. He's from New York. So he wanted oh, to, yeah. So he wanted to bring New York style pizza, you know, outside of New York. So he started up a little pizzeria in Ohio and, you know, all of, all of us kids would help out and work there. And we basically just, you know, help them run that little pizzeria until they, they upgraded uh, to a bigger location in Ohio. And, mm-hmm. you know, eventually uh, they got pretty successful with that, and they sold it, and we moved down to Georgia, and now they've got this this new restaurant, which at one point they had two locations open, and you know they're doing extremely well for themselves. They have they ever got visited by uh, Dave Portnoy? <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. My my dad's waiting. <laughs> oh man, he sees him. He's like, okay, guys. You know, one bite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One bite. (laughs) Rule. (laughs) Take a bite and that's it. He's going to score with one bite. So everybody knows. (laughs) Yeah. So make sure the undercarriage is nice and crispy. You know, whatever you call it. You know, the the other part, the (laughs) final part of the pizza. Nice and crispy. And and, and it's it's perfect. He's going to love it. Definitely. That that'd be that'd be funny. So that's nice. So you got a girlfriend. She's helping, you know, your parents out, and uh, and you got your own place. You're doing your thing, and so right now you're not. You're just only streaming, and so your source of income is basically what you make on Twitch and what you make on YouTube with your ads and everything, right? So you don't have a separate job. Yeah, no, I don't have I don't have any other job. I've been doing content creation full time. Since okay. since actually uh, COVID, so you know I worked at the restaurant ten to ten. You know I was I was there most days, and I would I'd be helping out or whatever. But eventually COVID hit, and you know I being seventeen at the time didn't have any bills to pay. You know I'm living with my mom. I don't have a car payment. None of that stuff. So a lot of the other employees, you know, that were older than me, they've got bills to pay, you know, they, they needed the money and I didn't want to work at all. You know, I hated working. So I, I went to my mom and I was like, look, I know these people need the money more than me, you know, for their bills. Um, you know, times are hard, so let them take my shifts and I'm going to go, you know, full into content creation and see what I can make of it. And I told her if I turn 18, and I still am not successful at it, then I'd come back and work at the restaurant. 
But fortunately, I dodged a bullet there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, you're doing something that you love. I always tell people, once you, if you're going to study something, you're going to do something, do something that you feel passionate about. That you Definitely. open me will kick in. Don't do something that like, okay, I'm just going to do it because I just need to do it. Or yeah. I just have to do it. You know, I got to go to work. So I just need to do this. If not, I'm not going to get paid. But there's no passion into it. But when you find something like you click in and you're like, wow, you're going to put 100% effort. You're going to go hardcore. And this is why you become very successful as a you know, content creator because you're just doing what you got to do. And you yeah. have the passion and you love it. You got into real estate. That's an, a real estate. Good thing about real estate, you could choose your, basically you choose your own hours. It's the more, is the most you do is up to you. Some right. people, they just work a certain amount of time and you could work a lot. Nowadays as a realtor, you just, you work from home a lot because yeah. everything is emails, sending photos of the houses, communication. You talk to, you know, the people that are, they're trying to buy a home and you say, okay, what you're looking for, I'm going to send this over. Tell me which ones we'll meet up over there. And, and you take a look, you just got to make sure you find somebody that knows how to fly a drone that could record, or you could have a good device to record, et cetera. And you could do that. It, I mean, sky's the limit. And then you could just work mainly from home. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. Cause I have a couple of friends that are in it and they just, they love it. They just yeah. love it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, especially because my real estate agent who helped me buy this house, um, he, he is crazy that, cause this, this house is like, it's amazing. Like it has everything that I wanted, like exactly. So it, it just worked out so perfectly. But he found it like an hour after it came onto the market. Like he got it immediately and we saw it the same day. So he is starting his own real estate brokerage. And, you know, he called me the, the other day and I was like, hey, man, like you're starting your own business. He was saying he doesn't have, you know, any realtors to work for it yet. He's still trying to get it up and going. So I was like, listen, if you are down for me to shadow you, you know, I'll follow you around, you know, kind of get a feel for the job, get a good understanding of it. You know, mm -hmm. I'll get my license. And he was like, shit, you do that. And, you know, you can come work for me. So there you uh, go, I'm, man. Yeah, oh, so I'm, he's I'm gonna super become a excited. broker now. He is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, bro. Yeah. If he, he's he getting offering up there. you to shadow him, he's all he's saying, hey, tag along. Come yeah. with me. Take advantage. Definitely. Because not everybody does that. Two, some would charge you money for that. Yeah. Oh, he, he's a great guy. Yeah, so he's, he's awesome. Take, man, God bless you, man. I mean, that's a blessing. Take advantage. Take advantage yeah. and say yes. Soak up everything. Definitely. They do. They did this type of survey. How long realtors last? A lot of them only last eight months. Really? Yeah. Why is Eight that? Eight months into it. Because they get discouraged. They can't they couldn't sell a house in the first few five, six months. And oh, they okay. go crazy and they see other people selling. 
and making money and they their expectation you know their expectation is like okay i'm gonna go in and i and and this month i'm gonna sell two or three houses and it's not that easy because you got to build your name you got to build your brand you are your brand your name is is going to be known and you have to sell yourself out there you got to you got to pay to advertise yourself out there put put yourself on billboards put yourself on 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 the newspaper you know it's it's a lot of work but a lot of um what what you call those things you stick on the road and the, on the grass it sticks up you know, i don't know just flyers i mean there's a lot of things so you have you're you're ba- basically building a business yeah and you are the business so <clears throat> every family will get to know you in that town that city or that location you're at they're going to get to know who you are oh make sure you buy the you know, house from this guy. Here's my realtor. He's the one that sold me the. So right now, for an example, you have your realtor that sold you the house. Would you recommend him? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. Yeah. (laughs) You need to get to his level that people will say, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh my God. That's not even a question about, of course I will go ahead and recommend them. Right. So you want people to do that to with you. So families will tell their families, tell their friends, I'm looking for a house. And their mind were like, boom. Instantly, yep. Instantly would be you. Oh, I got his card. As a matter of fact, I don't have his, I got his cell phone. I got his, you know, obviously you're going to give a business. You're not going to give your personal number. So <clears throat> you give them your, your business number. Okay, here you go. Take it. Call him. He's going to hook you up. He's going to get you the best deals, the house that you want. You're going to fall in love with the house. Etc. And then you got it. Oh yeah. You know, so you got to sell yourself. I was in sales and and for many years. And the the key to success and sales is is selling yourself. Mm-hmm. And I always give this as an example. Let's say, for instance, I take you to the one of the best restaurants in the world that serves the best steak. An example: Three Forks. It's in Texas. Mm. You go to Three Forks. Top of the line. This is where the rich and famous go to have steaks. Yeah. You go there or, you know, or you go to another restaurant. It's like, let's say, just the best steakhouse. But you get the worst waiter ever. Gonna leave a bad impression. You wouldn't, you get the worst service. Everything yeah. doesn't come out right. And you go with your girlfriend. She's embarrassed. She feels like, let's get out of here. It's the worst. But, but, but they sell the best steak in the country. You will never go back. Now, you could go to another place that they don't sell the best steak in the country or in the world. But the service man, they treat you like you're their family. Yeah. Like the owners will come and greet you. Make your mom, your dad, or whoever's with you, make them feel at home. 
and talk to them, carrying the conversations. Like, man, they act like if they've known us for years, you know, it's like, and you feel like you know these people for such a long time. And it's not like that. It's because the way they made you feel, the 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 way they 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 presented themselves, they made you feel like like you're VIP. But their steak is not the best in the world. They're coming second or third. You will always go back to there. Oh yeah, because the service was superb. Yeah, and that's how salesmen, people that are in sales, should be. Sell yourself. You have to sell yourself to become successful, to become really, really good in sales. Because if the family that's buying this home don't like you, your odds of selling that house is going to be very slim to none. Oh, You're yeah. not going to sell the house. Yeah. You're not going to sell it. Sometimes some people would want that house so bad, but they were like, okay, thank you, but no thanks. I'm going to go to another realtor. And they'll buy that house that you're trying to sell them with another realtor. Yeah. With somebody else because they just didn't like the person that was trying to sell them. And they'll go to another realtor and say, okay, I want that home. I want it because I just don't want to buy it through that person. And that has happened a lot. Mm -hmm. When I was in the car industry, the same way. I used to sell cars. I did that. And some people was like, listen, I'd rather buy the car from you instead of this person. The guy, I know he's all about money, about commission, but you are totally different. You treat me like family. And that's what I did. I never sold the car. I, I never tried to sell a car to a person. I try to build a friendship. Because after that's you build really a friendship, what happens? They you start got that connection. Yeah. yeah. But the main thing is, you know what it is? They start to trust you. Right. They trust you. And then when they trust you, you could sell them anything. Yeah. Oh, that's really <laughs> smart. <laughs> that's great <laughs> well, advice. Well, I was a closer. I came to a point that they made me a closer in the car industry. And and when I was in sales, I got recruited with this uh, big mega marketing company. For you to enter there, you don't you can't sign up an application. Okay, I want to work for you. You gotta be recruited. So wow. these these people will come in and the owner of this car dealership would hire this organization to come in to help lift up their sales. So they will bring their own team of salespeople, like usually they have four to five people. They bring their own manager. So this manager is only going to be a manager for five days. And the salespeople that are going to be there are going to be there for five days. So when they came over to the dealership I was in, they say, guys, these people that are coming. These are pros. They would literally eat every single thing out of your plate. That's how good they are. They're our vicious. They're the best of the best. I was like, dang, wait, best of the best. I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to put up a challenge. I'm going to go at it. So when they came in, I hustled and I, I'll, I did like freaking good. I came in second compared oh, yeah. with those guys. And I was learning their technique, learning their stuff. And I just started implementing it. And five days I made really good money. 
That's awesome. So the manager of that 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 uh, organization that well of that team because they're they're by teams or group of teams. At the end of the, the event, it was five days. He came by me, say, "Hey, come here. I want to talk to you about something." I'm like, "Okay, sure." He says, "Out of your entire dealership, you're the only one that impressed me. This is wow. my card. The day you ever decide." to quit, to resign, no longer to work for this company, or you want to go somewhere else or do something, give me a call because I got you. That's awesome. And I'm, and I said, wait, I could go with your company. He says, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the day you ever decide to resign, call me. I got you. <laughs> Cause he, he had to make sure that he doesn't fall into any legal issues. Right. Right. So that, that month I resigned, I went to back home to live in Puerto Rico. I called them. I said, listen, but the problem is I live in Puerto Rico. He said, oh, no worries. We got people that live in Hawaii and they come to work and then go fly back or go back home, fly back. I'm like, dude, you know how much money he goes? Listen, you don't know. Come. So I went to work. My first, uh, Job, I think it was in New York or something like that. So they picked me up at the airport and they go, okay, guys, we're going to go to this dealership. We're going to do this. And they, and they say, listen, you're just going to observe, sell, do what you got to do. If you have any questions, one of my guys are going to help you so you can get to know a little bit more of the process. And I'm okay. That first week, by the way, they he paid for my flights. You got to pay for everything. The company does not pay your flights, doesn't pay nothing. You got to pay for everything. So on I that first week, I, I didn't know how much money I made. I know I just like, I went 100%. I sold like four, five, six cars in five days. Jeez. And he tells me, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. I tell, I tell him, listen, I think I'm going to just pay you little by little until I pay off the airline ticket because I owe you what? How much? He says, you owe me $600. I'm like, oh my God, 600 bucks. And he's like looking at me and said, you okay? I'm like, yeah. I said, dude, but I'm going to come up with 600 bucks. He says, oh, you're going to pay that tomorrow. I said, what do you mean? He says, he said, Jeff, you just made $3,000 in five days. I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, you just made three grand. What are you worried about? He says, how long have you been in this industry? I said, wait, I've been in the car, just selling cars. That's all I did in this local. He goes, oh, my God, let me explain to you. Then he explained to me everything. He goes, you just made three grand. He says, want to make another three grand? We're going next week. We're going Now we're going to go to to uh, Texas. We're gonna, so he says, go buy your flight. Buy my flight. Made another three grand. Says, okay, we're going to go home. I'm going home. Go fly back to Puerto Rico. Six grand in two weeks. Crazy. Crazy money. Oh, yeah. The trick was to all this, my success and all that, was to sell myself. Mm -hmm. It's all you got to do. And once people love you, you become successful. You will sell anything. You will sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> you will sell ice <laughs> to anybody, man. <laughs> you can sell. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, 
the sky's the limit. You'll make it. You just got to make them fall in love with you, man. And that's it. They're going to yeah. trust you and, and they will buy whatever. I had people went in the deal. It, uh, one of the top sellers, and this is a really quick story, top sellers that, that I work with, because the, the, in five days, if you do real good, you got, you get, there were some special gifts that the company would give. And so, okay, whoever else sells, you know, this week, you're going to get a $10,000 Rolex. Hopefully, I wanted that Rolex so bad. And I came in second place, but this guy beat me always. But one day he had trouble selling a vehicle. And, and we know that was a buyer. He had the money, he had the credit, but he didn't want to, you know, the, the buyer didn't want to like fold. So my boss said, wait a second, stop. I need to pull you out. I said, Jeff, go at it. I know you're going to get this guy. So what's going on? And he says, man, the guy's not going to buy. He's just a tire kicker. Tire kickers are just people just looking around and they just don't, they just don't want to buy. They're just looking, mm. wasting time. So I go in and I said, okay, fine. Let me go at it. So I'm like looking at the guy. I was like, everything okay? It's like, yeah, I'm just looking around. I'm like, okay. So, hey, you have dogs or you got pets or anything? Yeah, I got dogs. Oh, really? What type of dog is he? And I start talking about dogs, his family, his friend, where he grew up. Not even one moment I talk about cars. You know what he did? After we just walked around the lot, just walking around talking about family members, good times he had in high school, good times he had, you know went here, where he vacationed at. I mean, I just wanted to like, you know, I said, screw this. I'm just make a friend. Yeah. So while I was doing that, he stops me and he said, hey, listen, just real quick. I just didn't like that other guy. The guy was like pressing me and trying to get me into this. What do you recommend out of all these cars? What do you t- tell me what's good? I, I got 20 grand on me right now. And I told him, which cars you kind of want? He says, well, I kind of like that one. I said, listen, don't get that one. That one says messed up. Something's up with the transmission. I don't want. So, you know, those were the things I was hearing about. Somebody here like a clinking, clinking, you know, when they were driving it. So I said, you don't want to buy that car because something's kind of off with it. He goes, really? He goes, yeah. I said, so then what do you recommend? I said, you drive in snow, you go here, you go there, you know, you something that's four wheels. He goes, yeah, but I don't like trucks. I said, well, that's a Subaru. Four by four, you got it. He says, okay, man, I trust you. Go ahead. Work a deal for me. I'll take it. Done. It was Just sold. like that. Just like that. That's awesome. I didn't become the salesman. I became his friend. Right. And he just needed somebody to trust in order to buy. Yeah. And I was done. Got it. That's crazy. I had to sell myself. <laughs> it makes sense though. I mean, you know, trying trying to, to push someone towards just spending money is probably isn't the best way to do it. <laughs> of course, because people get pressure sold. You know, pre- the, the pressure of salesmen, they get that pressure and, and, and they just don't like it. And you got to understand that these people, to have 20 grand in his pocket, and it, and it, it's, he had to work a lot to 
get that, to save that up. Yeah, so it's a big needs, decision. It's a big decision, and he needs to trust someone. <laughs> he needs to trust somebody that he can say, hey, this was a well worth, you know, buy because I need to spend money on, on a vehicle. Right. So, you know, it's it's mainly about that. You got to sell yourself. And once you do, the people like you, you got it made. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing is going to go with you now when you're selling homes. This family needs to, to trust you because they're putting their lives. Remember one thing, these neighbors are going to trust what you say about that area, if it's a good area, how the neighbors, what type of neighbors are there? Are these neighbors just, you know, are they all neighbors that have businesses? Are these neighbors at work? Are these are retired neighbors? It's a lot of factors you got to look into and find out. Because once yeah. you get to sell in the home, the, I like this house. It says, yeah, okay, the neighbors, I know them. They're really nice people. They're retired. Or I got these people. They're work. This guy owns a business. You know, some people don't want to live next to people that are retired. Yeah. Because they know they're going to get picky. Hey, I see somebody making noise or somebody's making because they're always home. Right. You know, they're much older, so they're going to get cranky. Oh, you put the music a little bit too loud. Can you lower that down? You know, so there's a lot of things people got to look at. So it becomes, it's up to you to find out how that neighborhood is, how the people in the surroundings of the house you're going to sell, because you're going to get those questions. How are the neighbors? How's this area? Is it nice? How's the schools? How close is the schools? We have kids. You know, all this stuff. You got to yeah. sell yourself. They need to trust you. Oh, that's great advice, man. That's 50 bucks. Just pay me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. 50 bucks and a case of root beer, okay? Case of root beer, okay? Sounds like a deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. You, you do good, man. You do good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And it's it's something that I can, you know, I can do, but it, I don't see it consuming 100% of my time. Because like mm -hmm. you said, you know, you, you can kind of pick your hours, you know, of course, if you know, you could pick your hours and only work five and, and not make anything. But, uh, you know, obviously you don't have to you don't have to work all day, every single day. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, it, it gives me an opportunity to still try to go down the YouTube path, continue to upload videos, make content. And, you know, that way I'm I'm still, you know, focusing on the on the main thing that I want to do while also bringing in an income. And real estate is, is something I've been interested in as well. It, it's not even something like, you know, I'm doing just because I need to make some more money, but it's, you know, it's something that I was in the process of actually doing before my channel started to, to blow up. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm sure you're going to do good. I'm sure you're going to, if you need any advice, you know how to contact me. If anything, but I think, you know, now you got this realtor, he's going to be shadowing, uh, you're going to be shadowing him. I think you're going to do, you're going to do phenomenal, phenomenal, you're going to do good. So just, yeah. you know, there's YouTube videos, absorb everything. There's Grant Cardone. I think he was one of the top, he started a car business. He did sales in cars Then he went into real estate. So, I mean, the sky's the, li 
the sky's the limit. Yeah, the the limit. honestly. Especially I mean, with real estate, you, you can do so much. I mean, it, oh, it's yeah. honestly crazy. It is really crazy. Even, I mean, Trump was in real estate. They invested in real estate. He's, I mean, the sky's the limit. Then once yeah. you get your license, you do your do your thing. I mean, you then go for broker, man. Yeah, that's where the big money's at. For real, Coming I love it because it's it's just you you can continue to advance. It's it's almost like you there's no real like cap on it. To be honest, it's you know you, you can just keep going as much as you want to do is is as much as you can do as long as you you know work towards it. So all you gotta do is work work towards it, and you're gonna be okay. Yeah. It'll be okay. Well, brother, it's that time. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we we said one hour, right? We've been here two we did. hours. Hey, listen, gonna... it was a good conversation though. You know, you oh, can't yeah. complain about that. Yeah, that's that's what it is. This is why I tell you know, people ask, Hey, how is it gonna I said, Listen, it could be 35, 45 minutes <laughs> up to an hour. And they're like, Oh, okay, fine, good. When they come to know it, they're like then they write me back, man, not for nothing. I really enjoyed it. You know, I had a good time. Yeah, this is great. I, I really appreciate you, you know, reaching yeah. out and, and asking me to come on. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I told you you're going to have fun. I said, don't believe me, listen to the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching your episode with Achieved. Oh, really? Good. You got to listen to it? Yeah, yeah. Achieved's a great guy. Very very that was my first time talking to him very humble very humble he loved it he's like okay yeah I'll come back <laughs> i'm like okay good <laughs> i said hey i want you back as many times you want you know we oh, yeah. there is a time because i'm now i'm getting really i'm getting booked i'm like two months ahead and it's packed and now i'm going on to the third month uh of, of my schedule, my calendar is getting packed and full of people. You know, when they come on, and and I not like it. So I'm bringing something different, uh, different type of uh, thing into the esports community. I don't do only Rainbow Six Siege players. I do other players from different games. So, yeah. you know, I had Fatality here. You know, the twelve time champ, five different games. He was that's he crazy. Was, yeah, he's oh my god, that's that's, that's a real gamer right there. Yeah, he's a hall, wow. he's actually inducted in a hall of fame. You know, it's it's a lot. He has pictures with with disrespect, they were in a golf course. Oh, really? Yeah, I posted it up. I posted it up. Yeah, you know, I, I saw the picture and I posted it on the on Twitter on X and uh them two together and disrespect was like yeah, baby, I'm with this guy because he knows that Fatality is the legend. He's like the gold of all games. Yeah. So to become number one in five games, you got to be really freaking good. Yeah, I mean, just people don't realize the amount of time it, it takes to <sighs> to even get to that point, too. Even I mean, like the, the tens of thousands of hours you would have to put in just, just to get those skills built up. Oh, yeah. He talks about all the stuff that he had to do on this episode. So I want to leave it as a mystery, making sure you guys uh, and even you to listen to it. You didn't like it. It was actually fun. It was fun. I was like, wow. You. I was more excited. I was so excited. He said yes to come on to the show. 
And I was like, man, I got it. <laughs> so come to know that my, like my, uh, cause I'm part of wildcard the organization. Yeah. And the owner, one of the owners, co-owner, he knows fatality. So I can, I think that was kind of like what helped out for it to all come through. It's yeah. like, what you, you were you with, I'm with wildcard. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. You know, then that's when everything kind of flow in pretty good. So yeah, you get, that's a, a, a phenomenal episode, but yeah, everybody get, get a chance to come back and, and, and I'm going to make sure that you, you come back. So this won't be the first nor the last time. Shock. Definitely, so, definitely be happy to come back. This is great. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal, man. Um, so right now, um, I always give everybody a few minutes, whatever platform, the stage is yours. So let the fans know where they can find you. What's the websites? What's if there's emails, everything. Go ahead. Gotcha. Stage is yours. All right. Yeah. Well, you can you can basically find me. You know, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, just search shock, S-H-A-W-K. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do want to end this off by quickly saying that, you know, as negative as I was and have been around Siege and uh, even during the podcast, you know, we are kind of, you know, tanking on the game a little bit. But I do want to say that, <clears throat> you know, I really do appreciate all of the the real supporters out there, all of my subscribers, you know, the R6 community, you know, there's a lot of people in there that I might have problems with, but overall, you know, it's a, it's a great place. And, you know, I really appreciate all the people that have, you know, made all of this possible for me. So I plan to, to keep going, keep uploading content on the finals and, you know, hopefully you guys are, are there to stick around with me. Okay, man. That's deep. Thank you so much, Chalk, for so much for coming on the show. Uh, I truly appreciate it. And uh, this is not the first nor the last time, so I'll sure have you in mind to bring you on later on in the future. So you're more than Definitely. welcome. So thank you so much. And, and probably next time we bring you on, you're going to give me some new new feedback, new stuff that's going on with the finals and, and rainbow and, and in your home and who knows how things going on in real estate. So, so, uh, so yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. So thank you so much for everything, uh, for coming on. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, folks till next time, you guys know what time it is. Take care. Peace. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Dr. VTech Show and don't forget to click follow.